Okay, so you have uh, taught Nagaraju at the Tehelka School of Journalism and he also assisted you in one of your documentaries. So tell us a little bit about your association with him. He was uh, the only student on scholarship in a class of re- rich kids. But he stood out, stood out because of his sincerity, because of his desire to learn, because of his ability to work hard. He described an amazing determination to overcome the circumstances of his underprivileged background. Uh, when I suggested, why don't you work in Telugu, that's your mother tongue, he says, no, I want to make it in English. I, I want to make it as an English journalist. And he really had to overcome all those burdens, uh, over those, all those hurdles. Uh, but he was able to move ahead. When after he ceased to be a student and he started working in the New Indian Express, I met up with him in Hyderabad where he talked to me about how he was finding it difficult to convince his editors to publish his stories because his his stories were about uh, people from the same social and economic background where he came from. I mean, he was uh, the child of uh, laborers. He wanted to write about the hardships, the struggles of the underprivileged. He wanted to write, he, he, he in fact wrote about prisoners and their families. Uh, he, he wrote about the terrible state of health care. He, he wrote about articles, where, he wrote articles which his editors did not consider, within quotes, sexy enough. But he worked very hard. He, he, he really struggled. He, he, he would compensate, overcompensate for the fact that he wasn't that fluent in the English language. By, by slogging and really slogging and gathering information and putting it all together. And, and eventually his, uh, the fruits of his efforts started playing, I mean, uh, started paying and, and, and some of his articles appeared on the front page of the New Indian Express. And it, it was for, for each story for him was that huge struggle, climbing that mountain, literally. The, the subs didn't want to rewrite his copy. That's right. His editors saying, "Oh, so what's new about what you have to say?" But, but by sheer grit uh, and by determination, he showed that he could do it. And in 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 his life, Nagaraju, he passed away before he turned 35. He not only embodied and epitomizes the 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 spirit of tenacity, the spirit of determination. The he showed he showed uh, what individuals could achieve if they really wanted to achieve something, and and in a sense he highlighted the deficiencies in all of us. We take so much for granted, and and when when you see a person who really had nothing, and and how he made it, it's something that we have to all sit up and notice. Yes. Do you think this case particularly is emblematic of the fact that our newsrooms and the journalism industry is just not open, it's, it's just open for a particular class of people? Uh, even though we have the quotas and journalism schools, we have X number of people passing out from underprivileged backgrounds. The industry is not capable of absorbing those people because it just makes it very difficult for them to, whether it's because of the salaries, like in this particular case. The quotas that you talk about, the reservation of seats is only at the entry level and that too in journalism schools which are supported by the government yeah. which are financially supported by the government mm-hmm. 
all the other educational institutions which do not receive any government support they do not have any reservation of its kind of the journalists who join some of these government aided educational institutions under a quota many of them don't remain in journalism many of them choose other professions the few who remain find it a really an uphill task to make it because the mainstream media in india more than i guess the mainstream media in many other parts of the world is far from inclusive it the conspicuous lack of representation of those belonging to the underprivileged sections of indian society the economically underprivileged and the socially underprivileged is so glaring uh that the same media and sections within the media are liberal their heart is indeed bleeding for the poor and the downtrodden but when it comes to giving them opportunities in their own organizations they've been absolutely less than willing let me i mean let me put it this way yeah our salary is a huge problem because it is true that for all journalists whether from uh, underprivileged backgrounds or privileged backgrounds the entry level salary is really low but somebody but i could say i am living in delhi at a 12000 salary i can support myself with my parents money now is that a big problem because somebody who does not come from a particular background cannot support themselves see there are two or three questions which you club together one is uh, is it that journalism can only be practiced by a person from an economically privileged yeah. background yeah. because he or she doesn't have to be financially secure hmm. no it cannot be that way it must not be that way it's a profession like other professions where you need to be given adequate remuneration the state of the profession is very very bad as we talk uh, you could argue that those who begin at the bottom of whichever profession they are in starts at the bottom and uh, indeed journalists are paid very very low salaries what are often described as poverty wages and it becomes that much easier to ride roughshod over them and even manipulate them when necessary i think uh, an equally bigger problem perhaps an even bigger problem is the absence of opportunities they have to move up the hierarchy and the discrimination they face in the work workplace i think that's also an important problem